Welcome to the Mad Hustle Podcast, the place where motivation meets inspiration. It's where hard work pays off and excuses are for people who don't want to win. If you want to learn how to sell a show in Hollywood, then buckle up, pay attention, and leave your ego outside. Now here's the host of the Mad Hustle Podcast, a 30-year Hollywood veteran that's negotiated multi-million dollar deals, whose television creations and other entertainment projects have been shown around the world, influenced millions of people for generations to come. A man who wants you to win even more than you do, Butch Hartman. Remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Welcome to the Mad Hustle Podcast. It's Butch Hartman. That's right. And Julianne Hartman. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be able to talk today and have a good time. Uh, you say that as opposed to talking any other day. You can't talk any you, you No, talking to our audience. Speak to the audience. Not, yes. like, not like this is the first time you've ever been talking. No. Like talking has been working for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, it has been for a very long time. I don't really have problems talking. No, there's no problem yeah. there at all. No, those of you that are hearing Julianne talk right now, trust me when I say when the machines go off, the talking will continue. Exactly. There's no off button. On Julianne Hartman, that's for sure. Hey, uh, before we get going, uh, if you guys want to book a coaching call with us, uh, just write to ask butchhartman at gmail.com. Book a call with either Julianne or myself to go over your project, to talk about your uh, vision, and want, if you want to make it a reality, how to best prepare a project for a pitch. Just put in the subject line, coaching call, and we will get back to you. One of the team will. And also, if you want to get my drawing class, Character Design for Beginners, just click the link available with this podcast. All the information is there. Okay, commercial over. Those, yeah, those are all the commercials. I'm tired today. Well, you know what? What's nice is you do your own commercials, so we don't have to pay someone to do it. Right, but yeah, then we don't pay me yeah. to do my commercials either and that is part of the Got part it. of the deal there's so many podcasts out there now too it's it's really amazing how um how many points of view there are on things you know uh the last thing on earth i wanted to do was a political podcast because it seems like i don't really talk politics that much well but there's so many there's political so many. podcasts out there yeah you know but i thought like you know like if you if you listen to joe rogan he's got like kind of a mix of like Everyday events, politics, entertainment. He's got like a wide variety of guests and things like that. On. Yeah, but see, you're more entertainment and business, so why would you? I am mostly entertainment, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't do the other stuff because the other right. stuff isn't you're and not I, known for that. And I really doubt I could offer a political point of view that isn't already out there either. And, uh, you know, everything's just so politicized these days. It's so... Um, yeah, it's, so it's kind of interesting territory. Well, we don't even have to go there because that's not. We're not going there. I'm no, just no, I'm, pointing I'm, it out. Oh, I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> that's it. Hey, boy, I do want to point out that I'm freaking exhausted. Are you okay. exhausted? Well, I'm. But I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay energetic, though. Yeah, you are. And because, why are you tired, Butch? I'm tired because we have been traveling pretty much, I don't want to say nonstop. We've been back uh, a few times. We've been back home a few times since we started traveling. But we've been traveling, uh, I would say, for the last at least eight weeks, maybe nine weeks, probably every yeah. week. I mean, we we leave on a Thursday, get back on a Sunday or a Monday, leave on a Thursday again. And this is all in pursuit. Well, a couple of things have been for pleasure in a way. We went to go visit our daughter twice in Tennessee. She lives in Tennessee. And it, uh, in September, it was her birthday. And then we just went there for Thanksgiving as well. We are there for a week. Uh, in Tennessee. Well, you have to be with your kids for the holiday. Well, I, I would think so. That's what we like to believe. And But I would also like to say that uh, we've been several other places. We went to Austin, Texas. Yeah, we've done a lot of traveling. We've just been meeting a lot of people and you know making a lot of well, a lot of great relationships. Yeah, the reason yeah. we've been doing that, though, we've been trying to build a few things. And so we, like, we went to Austin, Texas to do a conference there. We went to West Virginia 
um, yes. to go to Liberty University, and I spoke there. Went to Phoenix, Arizona. We just got back from Phoenix, Arizona, from an amazing conference there, which was also uh, to build relationships for a project and uh, just keep building relationships there. We have so many f uh, um, people in at this Phoenix conference that we went to that are just, we really consider them our family now. It's great. Yeah. And then so, um, so we, basically, we went to Seattle as well, did a Vision we Possible did. conference we did Vision up there. Possible there. Yeah. And that's what I love. It's like, it's not like December 23rd and we're like, okay, now we're home. Like, we are actually now going to be home for a while and we can for the rest of the year yeah we can enjoy christmas and our daughter's coming in yep you know a little bit and then and just enjoy this holiday season i mean like the season not just the day but the weeks leading up to it and not be you know back at the airport again which is really nice but yeah i just wanted to to point this out that yes it can be exhausting at times but sometimes it's necessary and you know i don't know you know what you're choosing to do as as you're you know, uh, with your vision or with your, you know, project that you have that you're working on right now, whatever it is, it might cause you to travel a lot and you just do it. You know, the one thing about complaining is when you do complain, it kind of puts an extra burden on what you're doing because you're like, you know, it's like Eeyore was like Eeyore, you know. <laughs> no, I was waiting. Like, I was waiting for the Eeyore impression. Yeah. Hi. You know, I don't know how to do it. How would you do it? Well, okay. Yeah. That's not, it's not going to work out anyway. Right. You okay. Know, very so, bummed, always depressed. Yeah. So don't be a, an a Eeyore. Downer. Yeah. Don't be a, an a Eeyore. Debbie or a David Debbie Downer. Downer. Debbie Downer. Why can't it be David Downer? Because it wasn't David Downer. It was Debbie Downer. Okay, it was fine. a character on Saturday Night Live. You're changing the character's name. I know. Name. I know. Yeah. Hey, anyway, guys, listen, we're glad you're here. And, um, you know, actually, we did a couple podcasts kind of remotely. We were doing one from Liberty well, University. Well, I don't know if they liked it, but we thought it was fun. Did you guys, by the way, did you guys like that? We we did them remotely. We did them from Liberty University. We did one at our house one night. We were working. Uh, just to show you guys that, you know, what does it take to continue your dream, to continue your vision? It does take work 24-7. In fact, once we get done with this podcast today, we have to leap back over into um, into action and uh, I really can't wait to tell them about this one project we're working on. We got, we were keeping it keeping it under wraps, only because we're gonna do an official announcement in the press coming up soon. But uh, the great thing is we've been building a team around it. We've been uh, really meeting a lot of great people that yes. um, that not only can help us build that they can help us work on this project, but they'll be helping us work on future projects as well. As well, we even unexpectedly. In the pursuit of this one project, began to build a second project because some interest was generated in that one as well. So now there's two projects that are going forward, uh, and we're real excited about that. So, but again, guys, I know we keep saying this. We are going to fill you in on this stuff. It's just we have to do it at the, at a, in a timely fashion, and I can't wait to talk about all the uh, the aspects of that. But before we do that, um, I do want to give our, our good news story for the day. Yes, please. Now, we are recording this um, on... Um, well, actually, I'm going to say what day we're recording it because it doesn't matter because this this news story doesn't matter. This is, uh, let's see, uh, here's a good news story for this week. We're recording it uh, the week of December 9th, uh, 2021. Uh, this says, on December 9th, 56 years ago today, a Charlie Brown Christmas premiered on American television. The first animated special based on the Peanuts comic strip by Charles Schultz. Charlie Brown Christmas is 56 years old. I that's as old as that. I am. I know. Yeah, and so uh, I'm still older, but that's okay. Right, you're a little older, but I got to tell you, watching the Charlie Brown Christmas special, I mean, I watched that every year that I could when I was a kid. Here's the weird thing too: like when I when I when we were kids, you and I, 
There were no VCRs. That's how old we are, guys. There were no VCRs. So, like, well, we, actually, if you didn't see it at Christmas, you didn't see it at all. But I remember when I was about, oh, probably about 10 or 11, Betamax came out. Betamax. Yes. You yeah. didn't have one? No, Betamax was a, was a no. We didn't have. We were we were so poor we couldn't afford a Betamax. Okay, well, we weren't fancy schmancy like you. We had you. a Betamax. Those must have been about two grand back then too. Probably to get like Betamax was an early version of a VCR where you could actually record things off the television or play tapes and watch oh, stuff you on TV. Play, we record off the TV back then. What'd you have the Betamax for then? What was it for? Oh, was either oh, wait, I what, it was. Are we just revealing something to you here? I you think don't it was remember, a coffee maker or something? I don't remember recording off the TV, but I do remember having videos. You remember? Okay, you so you could play movies in your house yeah. on your television set. Yeah, but now right? that you say that, I don't know. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, lordy. Well, anyway, okay. Well, look, I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad we explored the you inner workings. You didn't have a Betamax? Nope. Never. Not a Betamax, no. We had a, we had a VCR, like in the early 80s, we got a VCR. And it was like 1984. Oh yeah, no, this was 70s. yeah, but in the seventies and stuff, there's no way we had any of that stuff. No way. I, but that was like fancy person stuff to have. That was like having a toilet in your house. We didn't have those either. I'm kidding. We had one of those. Uh, we couldn't record on that though either. Hey, anyway. Um, so anyway, in all of our traveling, we have been learning that it's not just about, um, you know, yes, you have a project you want to do, and we all have projects. We all have these things we're trying to build. But we've really developed a lot of amazing relationships over the course of our travel. And that's really what we wanted to talk about today. The title of this episode is Balls in the Air, uh, meaning you throw a bunch of balls up in the air. No, kind of well, you throw them up in the air. It could have a lot of meanings, but the meaning yes. we're going for is... Well, actually, we're talking about juggling because there's a lot of things that we're... You're juggling a lot. We're juggling now. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, as long as you keep your eyes on, uh, keep your eyes up, you can see all the balls in the air at one time, and then you'll know which one, you know, might be dropping, and you're right there to pick it up and throw it back but up again. But with all the balls in the air, you really have to make sure that you're moving constantly, because if you don't put your hand under one right away, it might just, you know, you might miss it, and that project goes away, So or that, or that opportunity slides away. So um, we've just been uh, juggling a lot of things, and by the way, guys, we love doing it. It's fun for us. Do you have an attitude of enjoyment when you're pursuing your dream? Yeah, so I just want to say this. That's a question if, for you. If that is not your personality, right. don't do it. Mm -hmm. You'll, it'll kill you. I'm serious. You It'll don't kill you. Yeah. No, I mean, you'll. It's that drastic. Well, meaning that you will feel so disappointed when you don't hit goals. You'll feel so disappointed when you're not, when you don't feel satisfied with what you've done because you haven't, you know, like hit every target. So I'm just saying that you have to identify that, that in you and say, okay, do I, am I that kind of person? Because not everybody is. And don't start with. 85 targets, by the way. You might have 85 targets in your garage and you want to put them all out, but just pull one out first, try and hit that one, then pull another one out. And get real good at hitting targets. You know, I've, one thing that really inspired me at one of these meetings we went to uh, this last week was we met with a lot of people that had sold a bunch of companies. Like they will start companies and they'll sell companies. And they're making, you know, all kinds of amazing uh, um, income off of that. But like, uh, but they're good at it. They're good at starting companies and selling them. Because they've done it many, many times. You know, when we um, want to sell a company or get a company going, don't start a company just so you can sell it. You know, start a company and do something that you love doing. Start a project and do something that you love to do. And make sure that you do it because you want to see it come to fruition. And I always say to animators and cartoonists, 
I go, do you like this project? Is this something that you're going to want to work on for the next 20 years? And um, they'll say yes. In fact, one, uh, I just got an email from someone. Oh, I know who it was. Yeah, this young man sent me an email this week. And he said that, you know, I uh, um, remember the words you told me, Mr. Hartman. Um, if I'm going to start a project, make sure I can picture myself working on it for the next 20 years. And he goes, those words really resonated with me. And I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. I resonated with somebody. No, that's you know? really good. So remember that, guys. Work on something that you like. Well, I mean, come on. Like, why would you spend, you know, 10, 12 hours a day on something you don't like? I, a lot I of people even... do. A lot of people well, do. Well, I understand that out of necessity. But, like, if you're creating something and you don't like, you know, your show, you don't like the way it's written, you don't like the way it's drawn, you don't like or whatever or or cast or any of that stuff, then... Why would you why would you want to juggle all these balls in the air? Like why would you want to even put so much energy into something that you're not even happy with? You got to be happy with what you wh whatever you're doing. Well, what was the, one of the best trips we took, do you think, over the last couple of months? Like um, I'll read the list again. Seattle, Lynchburg, Virginia, Phoenix, Tennessee, uh, West Virginia, uh, Austin, Texas. That's just a few. Well, see, that's not fair because each one of them was different and separate. Well, okay, give me, give me like uh, a th couple of things you liked about each one of them. Well, or like Austin, because of the conference that we were putting on, was, of course, amazing. And then um, also, well, Tennessee, because our daughter's there. And let's just stop here for a minute. Putting on a conference. Let's just say this. Okay, we just kind of gloss over. Yeah, we put on a conference. You know what it takes to put on a conference? It takes a lot. What's it take? Well, it takes a lot of. Let's start from step one. Put if you guys want to like put on a conference and have yeah, uh, like if people you want come influencers and all that kind right. of stuff. Right. How do you even start? Well, you start putting stuff out on social media, letting people know that you're there, that you're coming. But well, okay, don't you have to the, get somewhere I'm to go sorry. first? The first thing you yeah. do is you meet with your team. Meet with your team, or if you don't have a team, meet with your friends and family. So well, they well first of all, you got to get a team. Right, and then getting you, the team. You talk about what. You, what it is that you want to do. And then from there, you start asking, okay, so where do you want to do it? All right, Austin, Texas. Anybody here know anybody in Austin? No. Okay, well, I'm just going to put out a few feelers to friends right. or put something out on Facebook and see who answers. And that's and then that's how you might find the city. And then you go and you visit and, or you, you know do it online and you find out, oh, okay, that would be a great place and a, and a big enough space to do this conference. Um, and then after you settle on the where you're gonna where you're gonna do it, then you also start advertising it, big time. Well, then you got well, all of you that. You buy ads. Well, you do all this stuff. All of that involves all of that. <laughs> it really does. And then, then once you have, first of all, doing it in Austin, Texas, we decided not to do it in California because it just wasn't yeah. meant to be here. We we didn't feel it was right, so we went to Austin, Texas. That means flying everybody out to Austin, Texas, or getting people to go to Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, no, there's a huge undertaking. Yeah, and then but then once we got there at the venue, it's getting to know the people at the venue. We had to rent a giant uh, 25 passenger van in order to drive people around. I had to drive the van, getting up early, getting people there, setting up the venue, and then having the conference itself. Then we had then we had tech people. We had to get tech people out there. We had to get our tech, you know. And if you need something, you've got to pay for it. And, you know, these conferences are not cheap, and they're also not easy. But, again, it's something that's really been put on our heart was to do these conferences for uh, for, for certain people, which we had a great time doing. The one, yeah. the Healing Journeys Today conference yeah, no, was the one was, in was Austin, amazing. Texas. That's right. the one we did. And then the next one was uh, Seattle because we had such a good time. Now, Seattle was a Vision Possible right. conference. 
And we hadn't done one of those for a year and a half because of COVID. And uh, explain why we went to Seattle. Well, because we have a, a very, a very, a, a very good friend, but an amazing woman who runs a organization called Providence Heights. And so she, she has been talking about what she does, where she brings uh, women in from, you know, some not so good situations and helps rehabilitate them as far as like teaching them like they could be entrepreneurs and that they can be successful in life. And so I, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, we need to go do Vision Possible there. So Vision Possible, guys, in case you don't know what it is, we have a, a teaching program called Vision Possible. It's about how to get your vision out of your heart, out of your head, and into the marketplace. How do you go about making your vision a reality? So many people don't know how to do it, and uh, we're here to help with that, whether you're a young person who's just starting or an older person who's gotten your vision going, but maybe it stopped for a reason. We can help you get it going. Anyway, we took Vision Possible up there and had our wonderful friend's um, uh, organization get to together with us they brought all of these amazing young women in uh girls that are really down in their luck and uh boy did they really shine at this conference it was they really, were really amazing great. and they were they truly were entrepreneurs in their hearts but you know what without an opportunity or without someone even acting like they care about you and what you're doing you'll just revert to the things that are easy you know maybe that's living on the streets or something you know what i mean so that's what we did vision possible up in uh, seattle because and i also loved west virginia West Virginia was Liberty University. We got to go out there and I got to speak there and sort of do a mini vision possible there. It was uh, me by myself on stage. You were there, of course, in the audience, but we were talking to tons of students and uh, how to get their dreams going, how to get their, um, I, I, was, I was the keynote speaker at this event they had. I got to talk all about my career and inspire a bunch of people and we got to walk around Liberty. It was our third time at Liberty University. I know, the place is amazing. I Which do love really it. Cool. It does take all day to get there yeah if you're well, we live in california yeah it takes if all you day. live yeah you gotta fly sorry. across the country to charlotte and then go from charlotte into lynchburg virginia yeah. and lynchburg virginia is this great old i'd say southern town i guess you could kind of call yeah. it a southern town but it's kind of a northern southern town uh but what a wonderful place to go or to be we had such a great time but guys listen the reason we're talking about all this is because we want to make sure that you know what's required of you when you have your um your many, many projects and your many, many visions going. And I want to see every single one of them come to pass. But I really want you to focus on one at a time. Julianne and I are at a point in our lives where we've done a lot already in our life. And we're sort of, it's sort of easier for us to do things only because we know people and we have resources. And it's easier if we want to do something, we can just kind of go do it because we have the resources to do it. But if you don't have the resources, start with one project now. Start small. Build that one project, build that body of work, build that one thing up, you know, get it going, make it as tight and as awesome as it can possibly be. Then move on to the second project and the third project. But it's, you know, it's important to be good at one thing first before you start trying to be the master of all things. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And so, and that is true. It's like, you have to know yourself. I mean, that's one thing about you and I is that we, we definitely know that we are, we have, we are capable of doing a couple things at one time. Well, yeah, because but it doesn't mean though that everybody else should be that way. You want to be efficient. Right. right. I mean, efficient at what the one thing that you're doing before you go on to the next. Also, like, um, you know, we, when when we talk about building a team, you are my team. I'm your team. Like, yes. if you need something, you tell me. If I need yes. something, 
I tell you. Um, it was really cool. We had a bunch of Zoom calls today with some wonderful people that we met. Um, just people that do different things with technology and people that do different things with certain studios. Um, it's really great when you travel, all these amazing people you get to meet. And this network of, uh, um, I guess you'll want to say, co-workers that we have right. now is really awesome. So I'm very excited to see what we're going to do. Now, do you have any trivia for me this week? Do I have any trivia for you? I'm going to probably say no, but I have trivia for you. Oh, gosh, I do, but I, w I have to find it. Yeah, there you go. So I've got mine ready to go. Ready? I've got this really cool website I found, which is just something I searched real quick. It's 100 movie questions. Uh-oh. Want all 100 of them or just one? Uh, we'll start with one. Okay, let's, see. let's go way back and test your 1940s movie knowledge. Oh, my God. What are the dying words of Charles Foster Kane and Citizen Kane? Rosebud. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. Look at that. I knew you'd get that one. Here's another one. Okay. Who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? Oh. Oh, won't you please, Mrs. Robinson? Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You know? Gosh, I don't That's a hard one. It's I Anne Bancroft. Oh, okay. I'll give you one more. Oh, my gosh. Movie question. Okay. What was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? Animated movie. Fantasia. Oh, very close, oh. but incorrect. It was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, okay. Now, you got one for me? I do. Just read off this list of movie questions no, here. I have one for you. Got you got one? Yes. Okay. All right. This is better. All right. Um, okay. Who played... The role of Antonio Soleri in the Oscar-winning film Amadeus. Oh, that was F. Murray Abraham. Dang it. F. Murray okay. Abraham. I had a feeling you'd get that one. Well, Not just one. Murray Abraham, F. Murray Abraham. Right. Okay. And now here's a bonus question. You ready? Yep. Bonus question. Go. Okay. What is the name of the, of the stop? I'm sorry. What is the name of the shop on the bag in which Andrew, Emilia Estevez, in Breakfast Club keeps his lunch? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. I don't know. Happy Foods. Happy Foods? Yes. I never would have known that. That's a John Hughes movie from the 80s. I remember seeing that movie, The Breakfast Club, in 1984 or 85. It must have been 80, late 84, I think. I saw it in Hollywood. I'll never forget that. You know, it doesn't say the date, but I it's, got it's, you on one. You got me on one. That's good. Okay. Guys, listen. When you're juggling a lot of things, it's awesome to do it, but don't drop any of them. And if you don't feel confident juggling them, don't juggle them. Just pick up one at a time and work on that one. Work on one project at a time until you get good at juggling. You know, I think what happens in the day and age that we live in right now is that there's just so much comparison. We're seeing other people doing things online. You're like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And it's like, because you're seeing someone else do it and you're seeing them be successful, then you think that, oh, I want to do that too. Um, really got to figure out what it is that you have really been put on this earth to do. That would really help. So that when you do see those, you're like, okay, I'd love to do that, but that's not my lane at all. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like we got to know our lanes and stay in your lane yeah, until like you know in the future there's a lane change. Like you wanting to be a rock singer like me. You just right. can't sing rock and Except, roll. Except, like you know, it's like this. It's like you're on the freeway, right? And right. some person is going zig like zigzagging all the way, like all the way to the end because they're just trying to get past all the cars. Yes, of course. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's like they're going in the fast lane, the slow lane, the middle lane, the next to the fast lane, and you're just watching them go all over the place. And what do you usually say? Oh, my God, that guy's crazy. What's he doing? Yeah, he's out of control. Right. So then what do we say when we're all over the place? 
just out of control. We don't yeah. say it, but we need to understand. Well, that's why we've got to be careful. We cannot be out of control, not with projects that are really important that need to get out there because one t- you know, one time that your project doesn't go, that could actually depress you and stop you from ever doing anything again. Right. So guys, listen, just take it slow, take it easy, be in control, do one thing at a time, and then you get to the point where you can juggle a lot of things. And, uh, but I'll tell you one thing, though. We're not saying this to encourage you to travel all over the place, but it's going to take some effort on your part to get a lot of things going. And uh, if you have that mad hustle, that is what you'll do. So till next time, don't forget the dream is free. But the hustle is sold separately. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. On the Mad Hustle Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Mad Hustle Podcast. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and most importantly, motivated to get moving and sell your project in Hollywood. Remember to get Butch's book, Mad Hustle, on Amazon. It's a treasure trove of information about what to expect as you navigate the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. You can also find Butch on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The man likes to hustle, and if you're serious, you should too.